the Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal, absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Benvenuti! Welcome to the next generation with me, your host, Giulia Stocchetti. Join me as I take you on a journey to discover young stars of the Italian food and wine world. Pronti? Andiamo! Buongiorno! Hello everyone and welcome back to the next generation with me, Giulia Stocchetti. So today I'm taking you to the Veneto region in the province of Verona. More precisely, we're in Soave. Soave is a wine region, a white wine region, actually. And here is located Le Battistelle Winery. That's a family-run business. In here, we don't have only outstanding whites, but also really good food to pair with them, like uh, lasagne coi bisi, coniglio in tecia with radicchio, conigles like the rabbit, and then we get to have risotto al suave and rosemary, polenta and liver, trippe that are basically offals. Those are among the best dishes you can have typical from the area. There will be also a feature dish, but our interviewee today, Gloria, my guest, will tell us more about that later. So, Le Battistelle Winery comes from the passion for the viticulture of the Dal Bosco's family. 20 years ago, Gelmino and Cristina, the founders, stopped selling the grapes to the local cooperative to create their own interpretation of Soave Classico. Today, with Andrea and Gloria, the sons, they enlarged the production with several kinds of Soave Classico, producing up to 80,000 bottles a year. In Brognoligo, the little village in the heart of Suave Classico, where they are located, they own 12 hectares of vineyards where they grow their Garganega grapes. Here, the soil is of a volcanic origin and the viticulture is extreme. Steep hills and dry stony walls. Wow. So let me introduce to you Gloria without losing time because I'm really eager to listen to her talking about her winery and the viticulture they actually practice. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Julia, for the great presentation. I'm Gloria from the Del Bosco family. I'm 27 years old. And together with my parents and my big brother, we are Le Battistelle Winery. As a family business, we are all multitasking, so everyone is able to switch each other. In my case, uh, it's always difficult to present a specific position or role. If you come, you can find me in home, in the winery, or in the vineyards. Or sometimes you don't even find us at home, since uh, it's always us for traveling in events or doing some wine fairs. Oh, wow. So you're really a multitasking person. I mean, you do a lot of stuff for the winery in terms of uh, promotion, winemaking, working in the vineyards. So, wow, your life must be pretty intense. (laughs) 
Yes, <laughs> we are always uh, very busy since doing the hard work and then the commercial work is very intense. By the way, since ever, both my brother and me have always been involved in the wine world. And luckily, we passionate about it. So there is no a date of arriving or starting working. We both became very young sommelier for passion and studied also for wine tourism since we really believe in it. We come from a very little village, so it's not very easy and popular as a destination. Oh, wow. So basically, you were both born under a vine, I would say, and you cultivated your big passion, making it your life more than your job, I guess, because for you, it's part of your life is your life itself, making wines and taking care of the vineyards and promoting it, right? Yes, it's a lifestyle. It's a suave lifestyle. <laughs> oh, wow. I love it. I love your suave lifestyle. Cool. So, Gloria, tell me, how does it feel like being a young player on the Italian wine scene? I mean, you're just 27 years old and you're doing so many things. That's amazing. Well, that's a good question. Sometimes it's easier because young people is technologic and more smart in organization and communication. So we are on advantage uh, compared to our parents. But sometimes it's more difficult. So. For me, as a young girl, it's always difficult to let people trust you. And at least, you know, in Italy, everyone trusts the old one. So <laughs> if you are in two people and one is young and one is old, usually you trust always the old one. So it's uh, always a matter of showing that you are passionate, that you know what you are saying. So also a lot of direct experience in the vineyards or in the winery really helps me and also my brother to share our world that is very little in the Veneto region because Soave is a very, very little land that sometimes it's not very known everywhere. Or maybe people have an idea, but not the same as the reality is of the as you said before, the extreme viticulture and handwork that is behind. Oh, yeah, because basically in Suave, there are lots of producers, lots of family-run businesses, and these small realities sometimes don't get to have the right place on the big scene of the international wine world. So maybe they know the Cantina di Suave or like really big realities, but they miss the pearls, the small producers that actually are still working really hard to get to be known and to get their wines be appreciated on the international tables. Yes, I completely agree. Soave is now made by so many little wineries and family wineries that is one of the most important values and something that distinguish Italy around the big wine world business. Yeah, I agree with you. I like your point of view. <laughs> we are on the same page. <laughs> cool. But please, I mean, I'm so curious about this heroic viticulture in Soave. Can you please tell us something more about that? For sure. It's something not very usual. So, well, talking about geography, we are on a very hidden place, uh, Brognoligo, that is a small village of Monteforte d'Alpone hamlet in the Verona province. 
Talking about the wine, we are in the heart of Suave Classico region, and here we practice the heroic viticulture. What does it mean? Extreme viticulture. So a viticulture where it is very difficult to work for several reasons. First of all, we are certified extreme viticulture by CERVIM, that is an international organism that is based in Valle d'Aosta and recognize several kinds of extreme viticulture, such as uh, high mountain, so high altitude vine growing, or very steep hills, dry stone hills, uh, or a little island. In our case, heroic viticulture, because we are working on very steep hills uh, with terraces, so dry stone walls. The steepness is sometimes more than 50%, so difficult also to stay up on your feet. <laughs> oh, wow. And terraces are not like the stairs, so we can maybe compare it to Alto Adige, you have the stair where you are steep, but at least you can walk in the middle. In Suave Classico, steep hills uh, means that you have the terrace just in the middle from a vine to another. So very vertical and only fit work. Oh, wow. Sounds like acrobatic viticulture. Yes. I don't know <laughs> oh if I God. really explained good, but um, yes, very acrobatic. One of the vineyards that are certified are Battistelle, that also gives the name to our winery, and the Roccolo del Durlo. One of the elements of the heroic viticulture is also linked to historic vineyard explication. So what do I mean? We have some elements inside the vineyards that let the vineyard be extreme, but also as a sign of the history. Let me explain better. We have, for example, very old vines of more than 100 years old still alive. So we are taking care of old vines with the old technique of uh, agronomic uh, use. So that's why we are preserving steep hills and terraces. Since nowadays everyone is, well, changing and letting the work easier using more changes in the landscape. But we are preserving as it is since many, many, many generations. At least uh, we are speaking about uh, our family, that is the Dal Bosco family. We found uh, documents from 1644 of Sacripante Dal Bosco, that is one of our ancestors, that was living in Brognoligo, so the same village where we are living now, and was paying the rent for working the Garganega grapes. So imagine. Oh, it's a lot of history. I mean, you're keepers of part of the Suave wine history and viticultural history. That's amazing. Coming back to America, Vinitaly International Academy, the ultimate Italian wine qualification will be held in New York City from 4 to 6 March 2024. Have you got what it takes to become the next Italian wine ambassador? Find out at vinitaly.com. Always not very easy, but we are trying to do our best to preserve the area and the biodiversity we have and everything that is original and autochthonal, talking always about Garganega grapes. 
Yeah, because basically your suave is made only with garganega, right? You don't use other grape varieties. Exactly. Only garganega and also mainly in whole Brunoligo, you will only find garganega. Let's say that usually Trebbiano di Soave, we find it more in Soave area, so in the west part of the denomination. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is very hidden place, so we can say that also the commercial grapes or vine varieties didn't arrive in the hidden place of Soave. So they preserved, uh, and now we can also feel lucky about it. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, you're the keepers of part of the history, so you still grow indigenous varieties, and I mean, the Garganega specifically. That's maybe why your wines are so distinctive, because I have to say it, I drink a lot of your wines. Oh, and I just <laughs> and, and I just love them, and I'm so happy so, to be here today interviewing you, because... I think that people must know also your story, who you are, and the amazing work you're doing in Brognoligo, in this hidden pearl of the classical area, talking about Suave wine region. I remember that you have also a really stunning spot on the hills that's called Roccolo del Durlo, where you also held some wine tastings, right? And you let people also try your other specialty, like your extra virgin olive oil, right? For sure, yes. Roccolo del Durlo, as we said before, it's one of our wine labels. The name of the label comes from the name of the place. So imagine that Roccolo del Durlo is uh, the top of an ancient volcano. We didn't talk about the volcanic soil we have here, but uh, it's one of the volcanic area of Italy. So here we are on a very particular kind of subsoil. At Roccolo del Durlo, we try to let people know Soave in 360 degrees. So usually we visit the vineyard that is an extreme viticulture vineyard with the volcanic soil. So walking inside the vineyards and feeling the emotion of walking inside old vines of more than 100 years old vineyards And then also tasting the wines, that it's one of the most important things. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So first they work out in the vineyard, walking through the steep slopes, and then they sit down and enjoy the fruit of the land. (laughs) They need to lose some energy. (laughs) (laughs) You want to make them hungry and thirsty, of course. Yes. (laughs) The expectation then becomes high. So food and wine pairing then to pair with some local food uh, like... uh, Pan biscotto in suppressa, that is uh, a very typical uh, breakfast of the agricultural people from here. And then uh, tasting some uh, artisanal bread with olive oil, since uh, Suave Classico is also an area of olive oil production. So we have the Grignano variety, that is another autochthonal variety of uh, olive oil trees. And I assure you the taste is uh, very singular because this variety has a very low yield. So we are around from 8 to 12%. So imagine 100 kilos of olives means, uh, if you are lucky, 10 liters of olive oil. Oh my God. So like how much olive oil do you produce a year like how many bottles or how many liters being the yield so so tiny oh not a lot 
always according to the season because olive oil trees are very particular. They don't want to produce every year. So we try to do as much as we can always. But we are around uh, 300 bottles maybe. So it's very limited. Uh, oh, wow. It's something super special and unique. Yes. Mainly it's for us and for wine tastings. Oh, that's amazing. So talking about like also some food and wine pairing, talking about young people, what are the under 30s eating and drinking according to you? Like what wines do they prefer? What foods are they most curious about? What do you think about that? Well, I would say my experience, I'm around this age. So also seeing my friends or people that I know around here, always now looking for something homemade or artisanal. What do I mean? Usually people now can find everything. So you can find the fantastic gourmet cuisine, but also the artisanal trattoria. So everyone is able to choose everything nowadays. And the trend now is to discover also the beginning of the food. So let me explain better. The mom that cooks for you something special, something of the season, using only the food that is growing in this period instead of using food that is not in the seasonal moment. And about the wine, I would say that people is trying to know what they have first locally and then also to try something far away from them. For example, we are in Monteforte d'Alpone. So how many wines do we have? Well, mainly white wine, Soave. So everyone knows Soave. But for a lot of time, young people were drinking everything but not Soave. Oh my God, <laughs> sounds like a joke. Yes, it's something you have close to your door, so usually you don't drink it, but now they are coming back. Also with Durello, for example, or something that is around us. So basically, young people are experimenting, but also like discovering, or better, rediscovering their roots with trattorie and homemade food, and that's really interesting. Yes, I think that um, everyone is now trying to know also what they have behind them. And it's very, very interesting because in Italy we are so full of things to taste, of food and wine, autochthonal from the specific region. And the same is a Suave Classico. There are so many interpretations of Suave. And then, of course, everyone has their own philosophy. And for us, the philosophy is trying to let people know how Garganega reflects the taste and its own characteristics, his own elegance also, because Garganega is very elegant, neutral, so not aromatic grape variety and can express young wines, but also old wines. So you can pair with, I can say, all kind of food, from light food, aperitive, first dishes, first courses, but also some meat or pasta with meat, uh, many, many kinds. Not difficult to pair at all. 
Oh, wow. Sounds delicious and really interesting, especially when you want to pair some food with some wine. Sounds like if you go for a suave, <laughs> you always go for the best partner in crime you can have to pair food and wine on your table. I'm curious about one thing, Gloria. Let me ask you, what do you drink? Well, <laughs> well usually I try to drink something outside suave. <laughs> well, no. I really love Suave, Suave Classico in particular, because it has very elegance, but not only, of course. So speaking about uh, sparkling, I would say Altalanga Piemonte. It's really, really interesting and also not very known, like Suave. And then white wines, I uh, really enjoy all white wines, uh, so speaking of Custoza, Suave, or wines from north of Italy, especially white wines, but also from the island like uh, Sicily, Etna, or uh, Vermentino from Sardinia. I really enjoy all the landscape of white wines. About the red, uh, more difficult because uh, it's not my main focus, but I really enjoy Brunello di Montalcino. Oh, you're a bon gustaia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so talking about Soave, and remind me, just Soave is made still and also sparkling, right? Yes. And also sweet, so in a lot of different versions, basically, but all whites, right? All whites, only whites. Okay, so just a reminder also for our listeners, what trend do you see in the Soave scene? in the future well more difficult than before <laughs> i'm only a very little winery so this is my impression and my point of view but as you said there is also a sparkling of suave that is called the suave spumante doc this doc is not very known there is not so much advertising about it but in our winery, we produce one Suave Sparkling because uh, Garganega is one of these vine varieties that are very good for each kind of use. Nowadays, everything is made sparkling. So we are in Veneto, you know, the most famous sparkling, what is. And it's very difficult to let people understand that there are many kind of other autochthonal varieties and everyone is very different from each other so we should give more value about the still wine well suave it's very very known and i would say all around the world everyone has at least here once in their life the word suave and about the sweet wines very very interesting because here in our little village we have uh, a little not fair but like a festival of the Vin Santo di Brognoligo that is a sweet wine that is not made like the Recioto that has the DOCG in Suave but was the sweet wine of the families so made uh, at home for the home use uh, for the family for special appointments or for marriage uh, or for for weddings uh, or particular happenings of the life and we are still producing two kind of sweet wine one is the traditional 
the Insanto di Brognoligo that we should not call like that because there is no the DOC, unfortunately. So we have to call it EGT. But the technique is the same. So consider harvesting the grapes from the oldest vines, selecting hand one by one, and then putting on the boxes. Or at the beginning, my grandparents used to put them on the roof, like the picaille technique. The name is Vinsanto, so it means it was squeezed on the Holy Week of Easter. Nowadays, it's no more like that, because in the past, the harvest was not like that. Like now, at middle of September, was in November. So the week of Easter was more common for the squeeze time. Now it's before, but the name is always the same. And then pressed with the hand press, and then fermentation and aging in the glass damijanas. Oh, no way. But come on, tell us when's the festival. We want to come to Brognoligo for the festival to discover this ambrosia, I mean, this nectar you make, your Vinsanto. Well, should be around beginning of June. Usually it's the first week. By the way, consider it. Nowadays, only two wineries in Soave produce this Vinsanto. So there are not so many. It's not very easy to find it, but always interesting trying to look for. Okay, so for those who are not able to attend the festival, the Vinsanto Festival in Brugnoligo, the first week of June, just please feel free to contact Gloria and reach out to her and to her winery to taste some of this precious liquid. Sure, I will be available. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh my God. One more thing I really wanted to ask you. Actually, I didn't want to ask you, but I really want to congratulate for your Tre Bicchieri Gambero Rosso 2024. I mean, you're so young and you were awarded this incredible prize. I mean, how does it feel like? What wine uh, did receive the Trebicchieri of yours? Oh, thank you so much. It's a team achievement, of course, because it's the work that my parents started 20 years ago, always looking for the quality and not the quantity. So receiving the free glasses from Gambero Rosso, that is one of the most important achievement in the wine world has been very satisfactory and we feel so proud of our hills of our wines and of our landscape first of all it's something that helps you to find always a reason why you work on these very difficult conditions so this make us feel the heroic viticulture less difficult So it's well-deserved, really. Congratulations to you and to the whole family, really. Thank you so much. Yeah, by the way, I didn't answer about the wine. The wine that achieved this uh, award is Battistelle. Oh, okay. Wow. So the one named after your winery and your land, basically. That's amazing. Yes. Our heart wine. Brava, Gloria. Tante, tante congratulazioni. Grazie mille, Giulia. <laughs> Okay, well then, I guess it's time to recap this episode with five things in five minutes. So, Gloria, where are we? Well, we are on Suave Classico Volcanic Hills. What's the vibe? Extreme viticulture, I would say. And what's the feature dish? Well, sopressa and pan biscotto. And sure, the wine pairing. 
battistelle for sure. Okay. And identify one major trend in your industry and how you're addressing this trend. Well, I would say dry white wine since people is looking for something easy to drink and for everyone. Okay, all right. So, Gloria, thank you so very much for being with us today. It was really my pleasure to have you as guest on the Next Generation Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you so much for inviting us and for letting people listen our family. All right. Have a good day, Gloria. Ciao. Bye-bye. Ciao. Grazie for being with me today and listening to the next generation on the Italian Wine Podcast. Alla prossima. Cin cin.